Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Alter Call. This week, we will be talking about BS High. If you haven't heard about it, it's a documentary that is on I don't even know what to say. Max, HBO Max, HBO, artist formerly known as HBO. But um, yeah, that's what we're getting into this week. We're now entering into documentaries because we don't have a match date still. <laughs> um, and- sorry, I said hi, Aid. Hi, Aid. Oh, sorry. Hi, Tame. Um, <laughs> the other part about why we're doing documentaries is like, are documentaries not the closest thing to reality TV? <laughs> Are they no reality TV? Um, yes, it's supposed to be real life. So yeah, you have a point. You have a point. <laughs> so we're still in the family. We're keeping it in the family. And me personally, I I don't watch sports except for gymnastics. But I find the topic of sports to be really interesting. So I read news about sports and I watch documentaries about sports and I'll watch like a season of Hard Knocks. But, like, ask me the last time I actually watched a football game. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> Speaking of sports, I know you like this show. I'm sorry that they canceled Winning Time. Actually, you know, I had read the books, but I didn't love the show that much. Like, I barely made it through oh. half of the first season. I did think what I watched was good, but it's also one of those things that I started and never went back to. Eh, we'll count it as you liking it. That's almost <laughs> every show that's not reality. You start and you don't finish. <laughs> But yeah, um, how did we get here? Uh, the, this thing happened. We all like laughed about it. I mean, if you watch the news, this is the other thing. I care about politics. I care about the news. I follow the news. Interestingly, like if you watch the news, then you will hear about sports. <laughs> They're very intertwined. So, and sports and politics are very intertwined um, in a way that I don't think people is always obvious, but that means that when this random game gets played on ESPN and it's like a joke, we all laugh together and then we move on. And then this documentary comes and we we get the full story. I am not going to lie to you. I don't think, listen, my memory is fading a little bit, but I don't think this is in my memory bank. I have no recollection of the story. I have no memories of seeing it on Twitter, on Instagram, or anything. So I, I, I don't know how I missed this because it's also pretty recent. It was pretty recent. It was August of 2021, which honestly, I thought it was more recent than that. Um, yeah, I just remember hearing about it, seeing the videos, seeing the jokes. And that's how the documentary opens. Is like, I loved it because um, Angel Akita Moore and Kev on stage were some of the clips that they used of people just clowning this football game. And I think we were all like, ha ha, funny, funny. And then we get to hear the story. Yeah. I actually tried to look for the um, Angel Akita Moore and Kev on stage episode, but I couldn't find it in time before we recorded this podcast. Oh. Because oh, okay. I was looking for like the contemporary reaction. Because I just remember us all laughing. <laughs> okay. Shall, Shall we, we dig oh. in? We should dig in. So we start with Roy Stevenson. Roy starts talking. He's facing the camera. He's all by himself. 
I will say this. As much as I was like, oh, ha ha, funny and funny. I feel like the minute that man sat down, I was like, this is a demon. Um. Yes, exactly. Also, wait, is it Roy Stevenson or Roy Johnson? Wait, oh, is his name Roy Johnson? Oops, I should start that over. That's a terrible mistake, shouldn't I? Wait, I'm, I'm, am I right? I don't know. Second guessing. That's that's what I have on my notes. Check. It is Roy Johnson. Okay. All right. Um, sorry about that, guys. But yes, demon. Yes. Um, he sat down and was like, "What do I look like? Do I look like a con? Do I look like?" And I was like, "Somebody who cares this much about a documentary here already agreed to sit down to." Yeah, them shifty eyes didn't help. You're right, demon. <laughs> From top to bottom. Roy starts his story with a little. I don't know if he mentioned anything about growing up, but he mentions he had a brother. And in Roy's version of the story, he helped his brother go and play college football. I was immediately like, how did you help your brother? He's like, I guided him. I got him into school. I was like, would they show a picture of him and his brother? I was like, I'm, I'm questioning the story already. His brother was older, right? I think that, yeah, I think that was part of it, yes. So how did you guide your older brother into playing college football? He's like, I went to the teachers and I told them that he needed to pass because he needed to play football. Uh, uh, this is exhibit number one of, of school and sports and how this whole story is about why it is a terrible system that they intertwine. So yeah. <laughs> the other part of Roy's story is that he said that he did an internship with the New York Jets and NFL team, and they show lots of pictures of the people that Roy says he was around. Note, there's no pictures of Roy with these people. This is the NFL. <laughs> there's NFL films. There is These people love to take pictures, similar to politics. Trust me, if you met a famous politician, you have that picture with famous politician. I promise you. Mm -hmm. If you met all of these people while you supposedly interned for the Jets, where are the pictures? I was even going to ask you, like, do you think he really interned with them? <laughs> I mean, they, maybe they let him enter the facility and do something. But the lack of pictures with the people he says that he was supposedly influenced by was just a red flag to me. Do you think it's a case of like, if he shared the pictures, there'll be like legal action of people who don't want to be associated with no. him? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, if you, in, I promise you, if you find someone who says they interned with an NFL team, they have the pictures of the important people they met or they didn't meet them. That's fair. That is very fair. It's a small point, but it's part of Roy and his scam, by the way. That's my opinion. And the big stories that he paints in his mind. Um, I think what's uh, stuck out to me when they were showing all the different commentators, somebody before he started said, what's going to happen to Roy is that he wants to be famous so bad and it's going to be a case of somebody falling on their own sword because he's going to talk too much and say too much in a documentary. And that just really cracked me up because we've seen that happen before. The question I always ask in documentaries where people are already seen as the villains is, why do they agree to it? You cannot be accused of anything you didn't say. Why would you come back and do a documentary and spill in a place where if you're lying, you might slip up? Why do people come back and do this? 
I'm telling you, people, and I, when I say people, I include myself, there's something intoxicating about a camera. And I feel like we actually got part of the answer at the end when he said Michael Strahan was a producer of this documentary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Michael Strahan is literally on TV every day. Michael Strahan calls you and says, I want to do a documentary about you. We're going to get the story from your perspective. This loser is going to be real happy that this attention is on him because that's what he was looking for to begin with. I, I, I hear you, but I think for someone in my brain where I think like the camera, I think about it and it frightens me. Some of the things I think about is like, if we ever get called to do maps after party, I think about the fear that grips my heart. I will do it. But I think about the fear that grips my heart. So I don't understand people that run towards it. And I think it's so funny because my husband and I started this conversation. And then I started saying it's like serial killers. They want to be known for their work. They just want, even if it's bad, good, they just want to be recognized in a sick, twisted kind of way. And I just wish I knew more about Roy's childhood that got him here. And I wish his brother was part of this documentary. <laughs> I would agree. It is um, it is always nice to get the backstory. But we didn't with Roy. So we kind of, but I mean, we get enough of his story to be like, uh, I, I think, yeah, it would be good to know about his childhood, but we don't get that. But we got, I'm sorry, I think we got more of his story from him. <laughs> I want it from other people who are sane, <laughs> who are objective <laughs> and speak reality. <laughs> um, the guy, I, this, this is terrible, but I call him the first coach guy whose name I cannot remember. He was our closest thing to like an outside perspective of Roy. Um, is it the guy that was the partner and then stopped working with him? Yes. Okay, the one that was talking with his wife and so okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did Roy get here? And by here we mean on ESPN in August of 2021. So Roy says that he was doing certain projects for a church. He was volunteering, it sounds like. I'm like, were you being paid? What was your job title at this church, the 16th Street Church in Ohio? Was it in Ohio? Now, Roy yeah. is also claiming during this time he was mentoring young men and he was helping them get into college. I would like to find those supposed young men who he helped to get into college. <laughs> and that's the thing. There was a big brush over things, help them get into college. What does that entail? We don't know. You wouldn't want to be an agent because that's definitely against NCAA rules. <laughs> <laughs> rules are nothing to this guy. Um, they start talking about a scheme that Roy had to raise money for the church, wherein people would take out a life insurance policy, and then part of the money from the life insurance policy would go to the church after they died, and part of it would go to their relatives. That seemed like normal fundraising. But because Roy is involved, you're looking at it like, oh, God, what kind of scam is that? Yeah. Eventually, Roy decides that he wants to start a football team with the church, with a school. That football team, I believe, was called Champions of Faith. Is that right? 
Yes, COF. I didn't quite understand, like, eventually in the story, they're like, Roy started a football team. Business partners, coach number one. He's like, me and Roy's talked about starting a football team. And the next thing I know, he's calling me saying he has 50 players. He's ready to go. And I'm like, where did you find players? Where did this come from? What are you saying? At that point, business partner number one, I believe, dipped out. They also by say... The, by okay. the way, his name is John. Thank you. <laughs> John Brennan Jr. <laughs> and I wrote it there because my notes say, when they asked Roy, do you know John? He's like, I don't know who that is. He denied him like Peter in 3.5 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and then he was like, but we worked for him for years. And he's like, maybe about... Two months. Then he's like, okay, maybe six or seven months. Okay, maybe a little longer than that. I'm like, you went from not knowing this guy <laughs> to not giving him. So, yeah. This And this is what I think Tay means by, like, the camera in front of your face. And you just blatantly reveal yourself to be a liar. Because for you went from, I don't know him, six, seven months. He was with us, but he didn't. It was <laughs> Oh, man. This part I found confusing because at one point the church decides that they want nothing to do with the school football situation. And they show us a statement that the church released saying that they have no association with Champions of Faith or something. And I was like, did that statement come out after the scandal or did that come out in the middle? It had to be... Well, I don't know when that happened, but I don't. Their first clue was when he made them. I guess. Sorry, not to go back a little bit, but I am going back a little bit. How do you convince people to leave their money to your quote unquote school in the insurance policy? Is that what it was? The life insurance policy. Um. I mean, that's, I'm not going to lie, that sounds like very, um, like, normal for development. Like, if you're asking people to, people love charity. Um, We have a lot of, between the charter school industry and the private school industry, there's a lot of churches and schools and entities saying, I'm going to start a school, donate some money, we want to get a school started for the kids. I, especially when you're associated with the church, it's like, oh, it's a natural thing for a church to say, oh, we're starting a school. Donate okay, that's great. Because this is one less thing I can give him credit for. So it's a normal thing. So it's not like he had this exceptional skill no. to convince people to do that. Okay, cool. So at some point, the church says we have nothing to do with Roy, but we don't know when that was. And suddenly the name of the school is Bishop sycamore and they're no longer champions of faith (laughs) at this point in the documentary they choose to tell us about the img academy Uh and how roy had this vision to build something it's very funny because they show us like roy they show like his idea they show us a rendering of what he had envisioned and then they're like this wasn't roy's idea this is just the img academy (laughs) (laughs) what is the img academy it's a very large private so-called school where most of the focus is on sports. They have lots of money. They have beautiful facilities as if you were in the NFL and lots of people who are going to play college football end up at places like IMG Academy. Does that sound like Wait. a good summary? 
It is a good summary. I only have one question. Why did you say so-called school? Um, because school is a place where you go to learn things. IMG Academy is a place where you go to play sports and then you go to school because that's required. <laughs> okay. I just wanted you to say that out loud. <laughs> I'm so hateful about the school sports complex. I don't know where this started. Um, I should, cause I've read a few books on the topic, but sports are supposed to be like this fun thing that you do for fun. And then there is the United States School Industrial Sports Complex, which is something completely different. You got a whole bunch of people playing sports just for fun. And then you have these other psychos who are all <laughs> who are all turning children into like future college and NFL prospects. And it's not all bad, but the parts that when it does go bad, it goes very, very, very bad. Mm-hmm. And I once had a conversation with some coworkers. I don't truly understand the like soccer system in the UK or okay. really in any other country. But what I do understand is that there's no school involved. So I was trying to explain to them that the country manages to produce lots of people who play football, soccer at a very, very high level. And they have a system that involves developing kids to be great soccer players blah, 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 but it has nothing to do with any educational institution. And they couldn't Mm -hmm. wrap their minds around it because they were American. (laughs) Capitalism (laughs) will get us all. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying that whatever system they have going over in the UK or Europe and Brazil or the other places that produce great soccer players is like better for children. I'm just saying it doesn't involve school. Yeah, I think the school is just something to make themselves feel better and also in some capacity to make money at the, in in the cheapest way possible because aren't some athletes not allowed to make money. Uh, Things have changed over the past couple years, but basically speaking, you could not be make any money from your sports until you graduated from college. Yeah. Um, Things have changed, though, with NIL, which NIL is like the greatest thing as far as I'm concerned, um, because college students are finally getting paid for their work. But um, I think the part that I don't quite what that was a revelation to me is I've all I have a very good understanding of like sports economy at the college level. But at the high school level, I really didn't know there was that much money in private high school sports like Football is a sport that requires a lot of infrastructure, a lot of people to get the level. Like I live in Texas. I grew up in Texas, which is like one of the capitals of high school football. We have like beautiful stadiums, but you like, if you want to play college football, you typically are going to go to like one of the big Texas public high schools. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about these IMG Academy where, where, and that they're making so much money and they have all these, like, I didn't know about any of that. Did you know or understand any of it? No, I didn't know anything about IMG, but I think the closest to that I knew was Last Chance You. Yes. Um, I don't yes. know. Yeah. On Netflix, but that's more Juco and it's junior college and it's trying to get to a D1 school and all that stuff. So that was the closest, but I didn't know. IMG seems like a high-profile machine <laughs> where they're churning people out and there's a system and the school is just a formality. 
yes the education the education part of it and all that is a formality so yeah some but no ing specifically i didn't know and and the other part is for instance i will say this at my high school there was the high school that all of us went to and then there was like what seemed to be a special system for athletes oh of course um and i think a lot of people have observed this so the school being like tangential to the you know sports experience i always saw that as like something that existed within schools not yeah. something like back to this whole img academy thing like not something that was the school anyway yeah so at this point we have been told that he has constituted a football team they're going to be called bishop sycamore they seem to have some nice flashy promotional videos And then we start to meet the kids. And the kids start to tell the story from their perspective, which it all varies. um, But there is definitely a common theme, which is like, this was an opportunity. Um, They were recruited and told that this was an opportunity to play football, to play all these good teams that they've heard of. yeah, I wish they would have told us more about where they were going to school before. Mm-hmm. But this was just presented as an opportunity. And it didn't, this is, look, Bomani gets to it at the end of the op- the um, documentary, but it's, look, I just believe that if they would have had better options, they would have never taken this one. Yeah. And that's what really breaks your heart about the documentary is we've, you know, talked about a couple of documentaries and it seems like at the heart of every documentary it basically the theme is vulnerable people being preyed upon and those are the people that he went for every single person that was chosen is someone from like the poorest neighborhood people who feel like this is their only way out and it's kind of like similar to the people that we meet on like last chance you they just feel like Football is my only way out. And God bless their heart. They all think they're so good and they're going to make it to the NFL, even though statistically, how many people even make it to the NFL? But the hopes is the hope that kills, right? So everyone has this hope that they're going to make it out. And you meet someone who says, don't worry about it. We'll take care of this. You don't have to pay this and we'll put you up and do that. Why wouldn't you take that chance and bet on yourself? And he was just selling them a pipe dream. I'm so glad that you've mentioned Last Chance U because that is, I haven't watched all the seasons, but the first couple seasons of Last Chance U are so good and so depressing. So Uh, depressing. It's depressing that to me, you have managed to not invest in a group. I'm sorry. You have managed to not invest in black children in this country to where the only thing they think they're good for is sports. Yeah. Because if someone had invested in their education, we wouldn't be here. It, I find it so annoying. I'm not going to lie. I find it annoying to sit there and listen to young Black men talk about how football is going to get me to school. But I prom- like if you watch Last Chance You, I remember specifically the ones who seem to have an, like, an academic background. Like they're in junior college and they know to bring a pencil to class. That is a memorable person in Last Chance U because the vast majority of them have no studying skills, have no, like, they have they have a high school diploma and they have, seem to have no academics. And it's so frustrating to watch. I don't yeah. care about football. Football, like, and, and education will take you so much farther than football ever will. And yeah. football is not a chance to get an education. 
because you see over and over again that football doesn't get them an education. It just gets them playing more football. Yeah. And it's sad. That's the saddest part of Last Chance U for me is I remember a teacher who was so invested in the students, and I don't remember their names now because it's been so long, but she's telling the student, like, at the very least, even if you don't get to play football, you're getting a free education. But they're so tunnel-minded, and this is the effects of our, our system in this country that they can't think beyond that. They've just been told it's either you do drugs to save your family or you do sports and there's no in between and there's nothing you can get out of this. And they're defeated before they even start. And it's very easy to say, oh, you have an education, you have this, but you don't know what it is to be conditioned and to be born into a system where this is all you know and you just don't think that there's anything better for you. So yeah, in some ways, Last Chance is very, very depressing. I was always sad when I watched it. Sad and, I was sad and I was frustrated because the other... I, I don't want to blame systems for community, but like in Last Chance U, they always take them back to their hometown. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. It's like beautiful because they have this like... People really love them where they're from and we get to see that. But we also see that probably since they were like very young, everywhere they go, people want to talk to them about football. <laughs> the whole community wants to talk to them about football. And no one asks any questions besides, how's the football going? I saw you play. You did so good. Football, 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 football. And I'm like, yeah. if, if you people harass these children a much about what's your English grade? What'd you learn at school? I, I, I'm not blaming the community. I'm just, it's an observation that it's like, they don't derive this value because of themselves. It's something that's been put on them. Yeah. Anyway, we really, we got distracted, but we will get back to BSI <laughs> um, after this break. So we're, and we're back. So once we get back, uh, what a, this this I mean was this a sad documentary yes but there were moments of comedy such as when they asked the kids what kind of coach was Roy and then they asked Roy what kind of coach was he <laughs> that caught me and that was hilarious <laughs> so Roy has read you know he's he's like read some Bill Belichick quotes or whatever the hell. And he um, starts spouting some nonsense about how he's a, basically a really good coach who could get it out of any kid using his psychological bullshit. Then you go to the kids and they're like, ah. And the way they said it is is not in the tone of people who really want to malign somebody, but they're just like, let me just tell you how it is. <laughs> like, like he was, we didn't have plays, which... Look, my football knowledge is limited, but I do understand that, like, you run plays. That's what you do in practice. Mm-hmm. They're like, we didn't have no film. I don't know why, but in football, you spend a lot of time watching football, watching yourself play football, watching other people play football. That's part of the gig. Um, but, but I think with film, that's what you present to the recruiters. Yeah, your own film. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought that's what they meant. You know, that is interesting because if they weren't getting film of their own playing, in addition to not watching other people, oh, Lord. So Roy was not a great coach. The kids, my favorite boy, the kid was like, we know we have to run to be good, but we're kids. If no one makes us run, we're not going to run. That's what a coach is for. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, this man, this man, this man. Did you notice that he made a lot of references to TV shows and movies? Yes, First, he I'm- said he saw himself as a part of the A-team or he modeled himself. I love it when a plan comes together. His laugh is kind of scary. He gives me chills. Demon. He laughs with all of his mouth, all wide open, tongue just wagging and lolling as he's literally LOLing. And then afterwards, he said that... um He's Magneto, and all the kids are his mutants. And I'm like, this man really does see himself as something else. It's just, you can sort of understand the delusion once we get through the whole story. But this is how you make people like this. You know, like, he thinks that he's really, really, really special. He walked through life thinking that he was really, really special. And he almost convinced other people that he was special. He's one of the worst because he thinks like, if I'm being honest, I'm telling you the truth. You can't fault me for it because he's like, I do this because I'm insecure. I don't know if he counted how many times he said he was insecure. And I think that's his psychotic brain telling him this is what makes him relatable. So he kept saying he's insecure, I'm an extremist, and I'm resourceful. But then he also, they asked him, did you think what you did was irresponsible? He said, yes. Would you do it again? And he said, yes. And I'm like, I can't with this guy. I don't even know how many times I said I can't because I couldn't believe the words coming out of his mouth. They had a couple of um, journalists who provided some commentary. Um, and what- Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming, and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Call on the podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's Call on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estro control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today.
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. One of them explains to us that, like, to coach high school football, you need to get a permit that Roy has never applied for this permit nor received this permit. Uh, (sighs) Ben Ferry seems to be, I don't know if that's it. Yeah, I think that's him, the journalist that basically has it out. Not has it out, just that he had the truth and no one was listening to him. (laughs) <laughs> he, I think you could ask him any question about Roy and he has an answer he's been following it for years so <laughs> and, and I really like that guy just because there's this random high school playing football like something when I watched the whole joking game I didn't understand that they had ever played football before <laughs> and the fact that like no they played like a full season of football and there are high school sports journalists who follow high school teams. And this man, I think, was one of them. And he's like, this is a scam. Why will no one listen to me? Yeah. Because technically, Roy wasn't breaking any rules. I think that's a whole other... I, I, I'm sorry if I'm getting ahead of it, but that's a whole other conversation about our system. When we watch these documentaries and we see these outrageous things and you see people like either we think oh, they shouldn't have to go to jail for this. How did they go to jail? Or we see people who get away and don't go to jail. And we're like, the system is just kind of flawed. So technically, he said his name is what? Loophole Roy or whatever. He's not breaking any rules, but it's also, who would do this? And let's give some examples of Roy not breaking any rules, but who would do this? Because the journalist was like, Roy broke rules because no one ever thought... (laughs) That anybody would do this, so they never made a rule against it. I'll give this Roy this. His stupidity was beyond imagination. <laughs> so is it against the law to call a high, I'm, I'm sorry, to call a grocery store deli and order 30 rotisserie chickens and then never come get them and then wait till the store's about to close, then go in because you know that the rotisserie chickens will be marked down? Wow. Because that's what Roy did. Wow. Because he was also, this was is very strange to me. Because this was a so-called private high school, they provided housing by way of Roy doing theft of services for hotels. Yeah. I, I will say this. I have stayed in a hotel for like a really, really long time. They don't charge the card fully until, I thought they charged me like every 14 days or so. Uh, Roy did a thing where he just never paid. So they would go stay for 30, 60, 90. 90s when they start initiating evictions. This is the part where I was really mad. So some of the kids have evictions on their records because Roy did not pay for hotels that he signed them into. Mm-hmm. And then he, he, um, when was it when she mentioned one of the players' mom who, I wish we got more in-depth stories into how she had time, but she followed him to Kinko's. <laughs> they made up numbers on a check, and I'm like, oh my god. But this is the part that I don't understand. 
She said, Roy called me and told me to pick him up. We were going to get checks to pay for, I believe, the hotels for this ill-fated ESPN football game. Why does my son's football coach need me to to give him a ride to go get a check? Why does this man not have a car or his own transportation? Also, why do a check? Why not just get a credit card like everybody else and run up the tab and don't pay? Isn't that easier to do? If you ran that- Roy's credit before he started this scam, I'm thinking he didn't even get because I was I was thinking the same thing. If I needed to right now for some reason get a hotel room for thirty people, the only way to swing that is a credit card. Don't they make you put a credit card down when you check into a hotel? Yeah. What is this? What did Roy do? Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I feel like something is missing on here. And I know like it might be hard for him to get a credit card, but then we have those people who also give credit cards to people in the hopes of, oh, trying to help you build your credit, but just trying to get more people in debt. I'm sure he could have finagled one. And knowing Roy, he could use somebody else's social security number or something. I just think it would have been easier for him to get away with that than to go get a check. Like, who even still uses a check? I honestly read a Washington Post article about who still uses a check, but that's not for here. Um, I will say, I use a check for church. I I write checks for church. (laughs) Not many people are writing checks, um, but yes, there's still a thriving check writing constellation, mostly of old people. Not saying for hotels, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's just for church, but I'm saying like for hotels. Like, you know what's interesting? You and I would never write a check for a hotel. But I wonder if, like, high schools who are getting... I feel like they might be ones who would use a check. Okay. I, well, I guess if he's presenting as a school or... Mm, I'm thinking about it. Like, even think of your companies. Companies have credit cards. Like, we barely do checks. Who knows? Honestly. So in addition to stealing hotel rooms, the kids, because they're hungry young boys, are like shoplifting to feed themselves because the promised food is not there. And the food that is there is not good. The whole time they're at these hotels, I'm like, were they eating the free breakfast too? Like, (laughs) were they really getting their money's worth out of this theft? Yeah. That's the fact that the kids are not all kids. So many (laughs) (laughs) They are all kids, but they are not all age eligible to play high school football. Um, Apparently, there is a guidebook in the state of Ohio that says that you can't play football or any sport, really, at the high school level after the age, I believe, of 20. Roy had a kid on his team who had graduated high school, gone to junior college, and then Roy brought him back to play on this high school team. It's the audacity. It's the audacity. This is when Bomani makes an entrance into the commentary. And he said part of the reason why no one noticed that these kids were not actually kids is because they weren't any good. So if you had a 21-year-old who was playing high school football who was actually good at football, you might raise some red flags. But if you watch a 21-year-old be quite terrible at football, you're not going to be like, oh, we should check to see their age. But, you know, to be fair, I know that he did that. But honestly, based on everything I've heard about IMG, I feel like they also have that. 
they probably have people who are older. And they find their way because what Bomani said, the language that he used was like, I mean, eventually when he was talking about one of the players was like, they don't have the resources to make something happen. In America, as long as you throw enough money at it, anything is possible. Almost anything is possible. So I feel like Roy is just stupid smart. But he doesn't have the resources like he thinks he does. But I feel like with IMG, because it's a machine and there's a system and there's so much money, they can get away with it and have the right people turn a blind eye. Mm-hmm. And I think like people are probably like, well, what was Roy's end goal? They kind of reference it at the end. But like Roy's goal was to have a school that was just as big and cool as IMG Academy. And he assumed that with the right results, the money would come in. And like the thing about scams and cons is it's kind of like the Elizabeth Holmes thing. <laughs> One of the like things that came up with Elizabeth Holmes is in, in the tech world, you do a lot of faking it till you make it. You do lie to investors or whatever. And then when you come up with the product and the product sells, no one cares because everybody got their money. Mm-hmm. If Elizabeth Holmes had been successful, no one would care that she lied to investors. Yeah. Same for Roy. If Roy had been successful, if he had found those investors into his school, if he would have gotten the money, paid back these hotels, all would have been forgiven. But it just never happened. And I do not doubt that other schools or other private schools, whatevers, have probably done some of this very similar things to Roy, but they managed to get the money together to cover up their sins. You know what's funny? I actually think his end goal was just to be a household name. Well, how are you going to be a household name except for if you coach some good footballers? (laughs) So we sort of, um, we meet this guy whose name I can't remember because that's my thing. And he is the, he's the schedule maker. He makes the schedule for them so that they have opponents to play. I'm like, how did this man get paid? Because I know he didn't do the service for free. Where did Roy get the money to pay this man to make their schedule? Mm Mm-hmm. So he comes on, he says, I made a beautiful schedule for Bishop Sycamore. It was ranked the number two, three, four schedule or whatever of all the schedules. And the whole like part of this documentary that we've been leading into now brings us to the moment. And the moment is when they play IMG Academy on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, and people say that TV confers authority. And that makes sense. Once you're a high school, it's first off, it's ESPN. Like my local news station publishes a schedule of all the high school games that they will be broadcasting. I'm always looking for my high school because I think I'm going to watch it. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but that's local TV. ESPN is national television, international television, really. There's something about if you're on ESPN, you've made it. Like, um, during gymnastics season, it's always like, oh, one of the gymnasts made the ESPN blah, blah, blah clips. And that's always like a big deal. Because once you're on ESPN, you've, you've arrived, you've made it. So they got on the schedule to pay IMG Academy on ESPN. The players, the coaches, everybody's very excited. The part where I was like, oh, God, these poor children, is when the kids were like, we thought we could win. We believed in ourselves. We were like, we're going to go on ESPN. We're going to beat IMG on TV. 
And then we hear that they have not won a game in two years. And it's like, okay, there's belief in oneself, but this is why I've never understood about sports. Like, why are you lying to the, what? What, where did they get the idea that they, uh, all the evidence before them should not point to the idea that they are going to ever win this game. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But I mean, they're betting on themselves, I guess. Yeah, but that's why and I never understood about that sports. They could. <laughs> but then somebody said, one of the commentators was like, it would be great if you could at least play, but they could not. <laughs> I mean, part of me wants to do like a a play by play of the game. The documentary did a great job of it, but let's just it was so it was bad, and then it started to piss me off. It was bad because they were first off on their magic schedule. They were playing. They added another um, mm-hmm. game three days before their game. So then someone yeah. has to explain to us why football players typically don't play two games in three days. Yeah. And once again, it's like no one's come up with a rule that says that high school football players can't play two games in three days because everybody just assumes that any logical thinking person who actually wants to win games would never do that to their players. (laughs) As Roy says, he didn't break the rules. One of the mothers explains to us that they don't really have helmets. And so we see from previous games where someone comes off the field and hands someone a helmet. They didn't have enough helmets. People were playing with their own helmets. This is the basic safety of football. Ah, Just throw it out the window. Yeah. Has sons. That's the same mother who was driving him around to Kinko's, who happened to be like the staff also for the kids, but the helmet that her kid, her kid is the quarterback guys. And the helmet was the one that she bought when he was in high school, right? Or something like that. Yes. Oh my God. This was just jaw dropping. There was, uh, this is what I mean by like, I actually read sports news. I forget the player, but he had a helmet that he really liked. I believe the NFL, probably at the, the college and high school levels too, Helmets are like rated for a certain amount of time and then they upgrade them based on like new safety standards. It's all bullshit. Football is just fundamentally dangerous. Um, (laughs) No, but they do upgrade them. So she's like, I knew that the helmet he was playing with was not a regulation helmet. Mm -hmm. It wasn't new enough. It was from high school. I just don't understand. Like if he was going to run that scam, just go on eBay Find some cheap helmet. I don't know, but going on ESPN so people see you share helmets, like, and this begs the question, not to go back a little bit, but when he was recruiting these guys, which is why I wish we had more information on that, and he was making these promises that we'll place you with this, or whatever, did anyone ever ask, who are the people that you've placed before? I think that's when he starts talking about his brother. Or the other so-called young men who he said he helped before. Just drop a couple names. Maybe for them, he could actually produce pictures with them. And I think think people really didn't ask a lot of questions because they didn't have a lot of options. It's not like they were being presented with three or four schools and, oh, one needs to sell you. It's like, I'm sitting at home or I play for this random school that no one's ever heard of. This is an opportunity. I'll take it. I don't think they asked very many questions. 
Okay. You I know, mean, that's fair. We haven't even covered the fact that, just to be clear, the kids were not doing any school. And much like the running, it was one of those things. Like, if you tell kids that they don't have to go to school, they're not going to beg you for a teacher. So there was a lot of moving around of like, oh, we're going to this school or, oh, we're going to that school. Or at one point, it seemed like they were going to have school at a library. Yep. So in addition to, to playing football, they're not going to school. And some of them are actual teenagers who should be going to school. Very few mm-hmm. of them, apparently, because he managed to find a lot of 18-year-olds. And once you're 18, it's your choice if you want to go to school. Just terrible. Just Just terrible, terrible, terrible. The ESPN game pissed me off on many, 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 many levels. I think I started getting pissed off when we had our first ACL tear. Then we have the quarterback looking in really bad shape being like, but I'm on TV, so I'm not going to step out. Then we have our second ACL tear. Then the commentators are getting on to say, this is not representative of Ohio high school football. This is an embarrassment. Meanwhile, I was really pissed off because nobody, everybody determined that this was unsafe for these children. Mm-hmm. Nobody stopped the game. Nope. Not at halftime when they've clearly lost, no official, no Roy, not the opposing team, not the idiot commentators who can commentate on how bad the football is and how dangerous the football is, but no one said someone should stop this because it's wrong. And it's dangerous for children. I think ESPN was embarrassed as well. They should be. (laughs) I just, all I was thinking was they couldn't even get one touchdown. (laughs) You're trying to get to a D1 school? Like, um, that tells you all you need to know. Like, give up the dream. I mean, they didn't have a kicker who could even kick them a little three-pointer. Much mm. Not touchdown, just a three-point kick. Mm. Nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, after the game, it get, but I'm telling you, Bomani was my, one of my favorite parts of this documentary. Are you familiar with him at all? Of course. Okay, what do you think of Bomani generally? No, generally, I think he's very... Um, He's very direct. Like, he usually speaks his mind, and he's not here to make anybody comfortable. So I think he was perfect for this documentary. Definitely. And he just had some great one-liners that were very memorable. Like he said, (laughs) when he said, this was a scam where the whole point was for everybody to see the scam by it being on TV. Like, you were not trying to hide. You really, really wanted everybody to see you on TV. Therefore, everybody saw the scam. It was it was something. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be right back to round up this crazy guy's thought process. So after the, you know, after the game, people start paying attention a little bit. Investigations are done. But we really need to get into how bad it actually was. This is when we discover the evictions. This is where we discover that There's a $12,000 tuition cost for this stupid school that Roy had players take out PPP loans that they did not know about using their socials 
that Roy had a warrant for his arrest for domestic violence, that he had students in his home while he was beating on his girlfriend. Mm, mm, mm. Obviously, mean, vehemently denied, by the way. But there's, you know, the regular, <laughs> the players who I believe them are like, yes. no, I was there and it happened and he was arrested for it. So, I, I mean, I think there's enough evidence there. Roy can lie all he wants to, but he has this whole thing. I'm a liar, but I don't lie about anything that's important. Maya Angelou said it all the time. If people tell you who they are, believe them. The man says he's a liar. That means if his mouth is open, he's lying. He said he's an honest liar. I don't know what that is, but that's what he sees himself to be. The end result for the kids was not good. Um, different things. So Trillian, he was the quarterback who was actually pretty good. We see a whole journey of him being like, I went home, I stayed in shape, eventually grambling an HBCU. Hugh Jackson is their coach reached out to him. He's a great quarterback's coach. We go through this whole journey of thinking that Trillian's finally on a path, only to discover that he can't go to Grambling because of this nonsense school. Then there was another kid who just seemed very like broken by the experience and very honest about what happened. And they show um, Roy and Andre. We didn't really talk much about Andre, but he was Roy's, I don't know, co-partner. And uh, they are both very offended that someone would be upset by what they've done. They are very focused on everything they did for this child. We did it. We would do anything for him. And that's when I realized actually why they made the documentary. Because they said part of what he they said during that that interview where Roy stormed out because he was so upset that he was talked about honestly by one of these students. They're like, but see, we're still working on getting him a place to play school. We're going to get funding. They still believe in the dream. (laughs) The rest of us know that it's over. I don't think Roy and Andre think it's over. I think they think this documentary is going to get them funding and they're going to get to continue this nonsense. I don't think that... At first, I thought that the partner guy was feeling some kind of remorse and I couldn't believe that he didn't... He he wasn't remorseful. In fact, he was on Roy's side. And I'm like, I guess that's why they're still partners. But that was unbelievable to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, Because I, too, the way the scene played out, I, I could see Andre had, like, Roy stormed off and he was, like, we've seen this so much. This, who says a documentary is not like reality TV? It was very much like reality TV. You storm off, you yell at a producer, you yell outside, we get to see the, the outdoor equipment. It was very reminiscent of many reality TV shows. Andre continued to sit there and he had this look on his face that like Tane, I thought was remorse. And then he just start, but we would have done anything for a packy. What do you yeah. mean you would have done anything? <laughs> yep. They were very focused on what they did for him. But uh, yeah, especially after they gave them the iPad and made them, that's crazy. It's one thing if you're relaying it, but you watched it. You watched the words come out of his mouth and still nothing. That's that's terrifying. I, I got to tell you. When we all have to be, I don't know how, honestly, these young boys were supposed to be on the lookout for, how are you supposed to know who the predators are in life? How? 
But that is, like, these people are the exemplification of the people you have to watch out for. They want to do things for you so that you will owe them. Because that's what this whole thing was built on. They're going to build a high school. They're going to get you into college. You're going to go to the NFL and you're going to owe the two of them. So, I'm there. I'm I'm waiting. Any, 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 like, any more thoughts on this documentary? Yeah, I have a couple. I just, if someone's going to quote Shrewd Knight, <laughs> you know that you're a disaster. So that's another hint. Um, when they asked him what kind of coach that he was, and then he was laughing, and then he said, oh, those stupid kids. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, those young men that I like so much. And the way he switches off and on was just very, very scary. When he asked the question, I mean, you said about the rotisserie chickens and he was like, well, how am I supposed to feed them? Like, what else was I supposed to do? I'm like, how about you don't start a program that you don't have funding for? Let's start there, Mr. Roy. Um, That thing that you were saying that he said was like, core value is loyalty and I wouldn't lie to someone I'm loyal to. But then you're not loyal to a lot of people in life, so then you can lie to everybody. Like, what are you saying? The thing that was so... Actually, a lot of things were wicked, but um, we didn't touch on the evictions that were in the kids' names. I, I did say that, yes, we, we talked about it, but oh. just a little, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, but um, I think also, like, when Trillian got to get have a chance with uh, B, uh, HBCU, and they said that he couldn't do it because he didn't go to school. I wanted to know more. Was there something about his academics because he didn't go to school? Was it something about the funding and structure of the school that it wasn't actually a school? I just wanted to know what was the thing, but I knew that it was Roy's fault. That much I didn't know. Uh, my understanding, like like you, I wanted to know more, but my understanding was because he was claiming to be coming from Bishop Sycamore but it wasn't a real school. And that goes back to your point of, we wish we knew more about the schools they were in before he recruited them. Because I'm guessing that doesn't count because what happens if he goes and gets maybe a GED or something? I don't know what the rules are if you're in high school, like a free agent, like does that count? Can you do that? But why is he being punished for what he thought was a legitimate school? But that's where Bomani was kind of like, um, it's just because he doesn't have the resources to do what he needs to do for that to be overlooked. But I can't imagine the disappointment when you think that he had a second chance to get that. And they very much showed us like where he and his mom, they were just so excited. Mm-hmm. And Roy still can't work up any regret, apology, nothing for this child who he robbed of an opportunity. Yeah. You never know what Roy is going to admit to doing because when they asked him about the geese, I fully expected him to say, nah, that didn't happen. He was like, yeah, I did it. And I was like, I can't. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) what to do with this man. But ultimately, this was just no remorse. This man doesn't care. This man is going to do it again. I mean, the way it ended, we see that he robbed a Best Buy or he stole from a Best Buy in uh, Ohio. Something like that. <laughs> so, I mean, 
you know, I'm just, my thoughts and prayers are for the boys and I hope they do find some happy ending in some way, whether it's in football or whether it's not. But for Roy, mm, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I don't have anything nice to say. I, I don't see a good future for Roy. They never explained what Roy was doing for a job between interning for the Jets and coaching this football team. The man is like in his 40s or 50s or something. Like, what was he doing? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So I, I do. I just want to touch on something that Bomani said, which explains so much of this. He talked about how, because as you're watching it, you are like, you know, some of these boys don't have a father. And it's just these coaches were supposed to be role models. Like a coach is a person who you respect. I have a lot of issues with this and the toxicity that it creates, but whatever. Um, and Bomani's point was like, oh, how could he do this to like his own people? Because that's that was a thought that I had when I was watching this. How could this black man ruin and take advantage of these young black men who he should be helping? And Bomani's point was that these are the people that you can do this to. Yeah. You could never do this to a group of white kids. In America, you can only exploit young black men this way. This game only works with them. Yeah. All comes back to the vulnerable. At the end of the day, when we make these rules or make no rules or make certain laws, the people who pay for it are the less fortunate. I think we should end on that note because you're right. Yeah. All right, guys. I, mean, I, I will say I highly recommend watching this if you haven't. If you made it through this whole podcast, you haven't watched it. It's really good. <laughs> it is. Well, hope you enjoy it. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.